Shalom, you're listening to the Immunity Podcast with me, Rabbi Yoni. Let's inspire your neshama to grow. The Sidra gives us a retelling of the different karbanos that can be brought. Near the end, we're given an accounting of the sacrifices to bring for unintentional sins. We have a list for the Kohen, for a ruler, and for the individual. There's a common misconception has been made regarding the notion of sin. Most argue that sin requires blood, that there has to be death because of sin. In fact, that's a critical component of the Yeshkite religion. You need the loss of life for sin. However, this parasha stands in clear opposition to this false notion and brings clarity. To quote it, uh, Vayikra 5 verses 1 through 11 Paraphrased, if a person will sin, he shall bring as his guilt offering to Hashem for his sin that he committed a female from the flock, a sheep or a goat for a sin offering, and the Kohen shall provide for him atonement for his sin. But if his means are insufficient for a sheep or goat, then he shall bring two turtle doves or two young doves to Hashem. But if his means are insufficient for two turtle doves or two young doves, Then he shall bring, as his guilt offering, for that which he had sinned, a tenth of a nephah, a fine flour, for a sin offering. It's important to note at this point that an ephah is about 6.1 gallons, and so a tenth of that would be 0.6 gallons. In other words, about five pounds of flour would be the offering on the lower end of the spectrum for an unintentional sin. Very important to note that five pounds is not that much at all. In fact, five pounds is the minimum amount that most people have as a share for when they take challah with a bracha. Very fascinating. So, if someone commits an unintentional sin, they need to provide an offering for atonement. However, this offering, it's on a sliding scale measurement. For someone of means, a female sheep or goat. For someone with less, two turtle doves or two young doves. And for someone that lacks just a small portion, the five pounds of flour. Parsha teaches us several things in this moment. First, we must make atonement, correction for our veros sins. Second, we need to give in a way that's appropriate for our means and not beyond them. Hashem wants the heart, not the rote service. And third, sin does not require a loss of life, but it does require self-sacrifice of a sort. So what is self-sacrifice? According to the Balhatanya, every yid has two components to their soul, the nefesh habahamas and the nefesh alkis. The nefesh habahamas, the animal soul, is also known as the Yitzhara. And the Nefesh Elokis, the godly soul, it's known as the Yetzer Tov. The Yetzahara, our animal drive, it yearns for physical delights. The Yetzer Tov, our inner spark of holiness, yearns to be connected to Hashem and attain the higher levels of spiritual devakas. And this is our battle over the kingdom of our body. Reb Chaim of Chernovitz and the Bear Mayim Chaim brings that Reb Sheshes, with Davin, that his fasts that he completed counted as a korban of himself. 
self-sacrifice. According to Rabbi Akiva Brook, this notion of fasting for ruchnius, it doesn't apply just to food or drink, but other physical areas too. By restraining our physical nature, we give koach to the spiritual. So, some examples that don't require a complete cutoff from food, but do require self-sacrifice and vigilance, include Pas Israel, Chal of Israel, and not giving into fleshic fantasy. By recognizing we have a higher voda, we can curb these base appetites and turn it into a korban of Kedusha. And aside from the halakhic reasons to be machted, this type of self-sacrifice increases Kedusha and helps avoid any potential Timtim Halev. To recap, there's a lot to digest here, metaphorically speaking. It's important for us to realize, to recognize, that Messir's nefesh doesn't require risking of life or taking it to the extreme. Messir's nefesh is a basic component of Jewish life, where we place serving Hashem above serving ourselves. Preventing gluttony is one way to accomplish this, and not the only way. We need to keep our appetites in line and not allow the animal soul to have its way with how we eat. Makta and bracha, eat with kavana, bench with intention, and keep it holy. Additionally, when we do sin, we need to do tshuva. Since we can't bring in an offering to the Mizbeach today, our best approach is to daven and, like Reb Sheshis, ask for our attempts at ruchnius to make a tikkun for where we turned wrong. Each person has their level, both spiritually and financially, but we should never settle for a lower spiritual investment when the return is so great. The only consideration is the one that is a derisa. We can't pay more for the korban than the financial means Hashem has given us. Beyond that, there's no end to the spiritual endeavors we can take to soar in our debates. Thank you for listening to the Moonity Podcast on Anchor by Spotify. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends. Have a question or chiddush? I'd love to hear from you. Please email me or leave a voice message on the Anchor app. You can become a monthly supporter on Anchor FM or by visiting rabbiyoni.org slash donate.